you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. LAS Studios. Tell me about your shirt. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, from Uniqlo. I like to wear straight from the homepage, you know, right <laughs> off the I just put all of my swag into the shoes. So. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh, that's the strategy. That's such a, like a straight LA boy thing. <laughs> like, I, it's so, I, li- I enjoy that. I love that aesthetic. He enjoys that? I love yeah. that. For sure. I guess that's what I'm doing, you know. Just, that's uh, so funny. It's low risk, you know. It is. Hey, y'all. You're listening to How to LA, the podcast that helps you connect with communities and the happenings in the city. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Today, it's time for our iconic segment, Social Calendar. Yeah. (laughs) Today, we have the host of the award-winning podcast from LA Studios. award-winning. In Perfect Paradise. Antonia Serejido, you're in the seat. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Brian. For Social Calendar, we talk about what's going on in LA. It could be art exhibitions, parties, moments, outdoor spaces, indoor spaces, anything that might inspire you to connect with LA and its people. Antonia, you pitched our next guest a few weeks ago. Why don't you introduce him to us? Yes. So Frank Xiong is in the studio today, and he is an LA Times columnist who writes about the diaspora, politics, culture, um, and he's also responsible for some of my strangest eating experiences in Los Angeles, and so I thought he would be a good guest for this segment. (laughs) What what have I done to you? (laughs) Where did I send you? I don't remember. Strange is not probably the right word, but you did um, suggest my family to go to a Szechuan restaurant where mm. we literally thought we were all high. And then we... Because <laughs> it was spicy? Yes. Sichuan impression? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, impression. Yeah, me we, too, me too. We Googled it and brain confusion is one of the... It is, yeah. One of the side effects of Sichuan oh, peppercorns. Oh, Sichuan peppercorns. It makes water taste weird too. Yes, it was like the water was like gliding over our tongues. Yeah. And we were all like sitting there like, what's happening? Yeah, they, they get down in Sichuan with the peppercorns. I, I I don't know what they're doing, but it's pretty, it's all, like, it's it's so unique to experience. So, yeah. Have you, have you been back to Sichuan Impression? Uh, yeah, yeah. I tend to take people there when they really want to eat Chinese food. And they want like a fine dining sort of experience, you know. They're they don't just do the traditionals; they do like their own versions of things, which are you know exciting. So, but uh, I I moved out of the Sangro Valley. I live in Venice now. So I'm a, this is my other favorite fact about Frank is that he's like living the modern day Californication story. Like Ooh. no longer is it like white blonde surfer dudes. It's like Frank's out there doing the like. <laughs> Cool midlife guy Venice experience. No, no, with the cool shoes. It's, yeah, it's not cool. It's it's uh, me walking around covered in cat hair. While <laughs> everyone else is like dressed really nice on the boardwalk. You know? <laughs> um, by the way, where is that restaurant at? Before we let you go on that thought, Alhambra. Alhambra. I love it. That's yeah. the, that's the hood. 
So before we get into what we're going to talk about today, which is what's happening on our calendars, I do have to ask you this rapid fire question that not even Antonia is prepared I know, for. Yeah. I go straight to you, Frank. Um, all right. We've had so much LA rain. Are you yay or nay and why? When it rains, I don't feel like myself. And mm. if it rains more than three days um, in a row, I want to like have a petition and sign a petition <laughs> for the rain to end. It's, uh, this is not why my parents came to the U.S., <laughs> you know? This Our is not why I yes. came to Los Angeles, you know? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frank gave the per perfect answer for me as well. Antonia, what is your take? Well, I'm excited you brought up the rain because what I'm going to talk about later today is about how to take advantage of the rain because cool. I am a garden girly. Love that. And so this is like, this is the time to... Uh, think of your plants so that's i i try to spin the narrative i, I on the see rain. that i see that's what your award-winning podcast host yeah i'm always spinning narratives left and right <laughs> <laughs> kidding all right we're gonna take a quick break but we'll be back to talk about more happenings in la that you should know about hey what's up y'all i'm pindarvis harshaw host of the right nowish podcast Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish, rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS for a morning of multilingual story times, interactive performances, art making, and lots of kid fun. Bring the whole fam and join us for a super fun Saturday at LAS in Pasadena on June 1st. Tickets at las.com slash events. See you there. Hey there, thanks for hanging out with us today. I'm back with Antonia and Frank in the studio. All right, let's share what's on our calendars. And Frank, before we get into what you've been up to and how you experience LA, I want folks to know a little bit more about, about you, your Los Angeles, and how you experience it and how that informs your reporting and essentially what you bring back and share to us, your, your readers, the people on your social media stalking what you go to next. And I've seen the food pics, homie. You're pretty, you're pretty out there. Yeah, they're less blurry over the years. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell me more about your L.A. Yeah, so I, you know, came to L.A. for UCLA and just it was the first city I ever experienced. And I just found myself very powerfully curious about everything and I uh, wanted to eat everything and see everything. And, and so I've lived in pretty much like most zip codes in, in Los Angeles. I, I, I've moved like, you know, I lived in Alhambra, downtown Los Angeles, you know, Westwood, Culver City. Venice, West Adams, and... Uh, Damn, what were you chasing? What were you escaping? <laughs> I, <laughs> the sun, apparently. I, I lived in Silver Lake for a little while, too. I was the least cool person in Silver Lake um, for like a mile radius. <laughs> I was just... I wanted to move around to experience different parts of the city and just see what's there. That's the best way to kind of like um, get to know places. And I just, you know, I wanted to fill in the gaps on my little personal map. So what was your favorite neighborhood you lived in so far? I have to say, I, I keep thinking about moving back to Alhambra. Oh. You know, we got our own target. 
our own <laughs> Costco. You know, the the incredible Chinese yeah. food is is incredibly close. You know, the the bale banmi, like oh my god, it was like three dollars and fifth anyway. So、Ooh. just like a lot of food stuff, I could talk about there. I love that, and it's its own city. It has its own like you know things, police department, fire department. I just went over there and I profiled a record shop that's been open last two years, but it was the first record shop in twenty years. So there's so much happening in Alhambra. It is a popping place. Oh yeah, yeah.、Uh, people don't like want to go to the Sangamon Valley. Like they would never visit me there. It's weird.、Uh, I, I think feel it's like, changing. It's like the it's like a similar distance between downtown Los Angeles and the Sangamon Valley, and also downtown Los Angeles to Los Feliz. You know, everyone's driving over to Los Feliz, but the same fifteen minutes they don't want to go to Alhambra. I don't know why. Interesting. And you're very nearby, right? Yeah, I'm、Antonio? super close to Alhambra. I live in City Terrace, so right there. One thing that Frank, I know you have mentioned to me, but did not dive deep in, and it feels related, is the difference between eating and dining. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we're there's so much food content now, and like, it's all kind of talked about together. But I feel like there needs to be somewhat of a distinction, you know, because some of the statements that you say in the dining world, like. Wolfgang Puck changed dining in the USA. David Chang changed Asian American cuisine. You know, those takes don't really、uh, hold true on the block. You know, like、mm. did they actually change the way that the local burrito spot is doing? Like,、mm. no, I don't think so. You know, you could make that argument for Roy Choi. You know, but、uh, you know, eating is 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 something that's、um, expressive and, and emotional and personal. Eating is not. You don't always want to eat the best thing, you know.、Mm. Like sometimes I just want to eat the thing that's going to make me feel the least worse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the harm reduction. Yeah,、uh... harm reduction eating. You know,、yeah. sometimes I'm like depressed and I'm eating like, you know, Starbucks sausage McMuffins like three, you know, weeks in a row. Oh. And、okay. uh, yeah, toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and dining kind of refers to the more sort of the going out experience,、mm-hmm. you know. And there's just so much more like takeout. There's so much like is is a taco truck dining? You know, that's more eating, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I guess、uh, I guess I find that to be、um, like a useful distinction. And I feel like L. A. is an eating place. I mean, that at least my L. A. You know, is more of an. I think it's both. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. It、know. is both. It's both. It's both. I definitely eat more than I dine. I think most、okay. people eat more than they dine. I've become much I mean, less of a diner and much more of an eater.、Um, when did that know, start? Now we're in like therapy for a friend. We're like, why'd you move to Venice? When did the eating start instead of the dining? I I um I ate at a lot of restaurants. You know, I I do not have savings because of it. And、uh, in the twenties, in my twenties, I was like, I refused to eat at one restaurant like twice in a row unless it was the greatest restaurant in the world. And so I feel like I just ate around, and I was just like, I'm. Eating like the same things, you know. I'm eating like, you know, Brussels sprouts and shishito peppers and some crudo at like 50 different places, and like I don't care anymore.、Yeah. You know, like I don't know.、Uh, the things that I always liked about food was was how it connected me to like interesting stories and interesting experiences. So. I'd be more interested in, in, like, you know, eating the Indian food in gas stations or something, than like eating at the best Indian restaurant, you know,、uh, um, or or just like 
a lot of street food and a lot of tacos and, and a lot of those night markets that are like becoming a thing now. Well, Frank, what but what's your event for us this this week? What what should people be checking out? People should be staying up late in Koreatown. Um, yes. So uh, right now there's a lot of coffee shops in Koreatown that are open until like midnight, 2 a.m. And they're like full and the people in them aren't tired. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's like a theme now in this show is people talking about how LA goes to sleep so early. Right, right. right. And I don't know. I, I used to be up so late. I used to love that I could get you know, um, crispy duck and panang curry at, at Red Corner Asia Cafe in Thai Town, or like, you know, the Pacific Dining Car, being able to like eat a baseball steak while, you know, some city employee is like asleep in their chair, you know, like, I don't know, it, it was it was a very noir place, you know, and, and they also let you had they had um, the lint truffles at some mints that you could take away. So that was life. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Staying up late is is just doesn't exist anymore. This mm-hmm. happened during the pandemic, and mm-hmm. and I guess the way I talk about it is like there isn't there anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like the insides of places you don't get to experience. As or much. are we are we older? There's that. That's too. the big question for me. After the yeah. pandemic, I was like, I don't know where to go anymore. But it might just be because I'm older. It was hard to I don't know because we came out the pandemic like older. Right. Well, we I mean, twenty four hour businesses, and I wrote about this in a recent column. Mm-hmm are really just kind of endangered. And you think about the history of 24-hour businesses and why we started having 24-hour coffee shops everywhere. And that had a lot to do with the energy in in the American economy. Mm -hmm. Like People were driving everywhere. It had a lot to do with cars. They were staying up really late. They were drinking coffee. They were working more jobs, you know? And I've kind of started to see like late night culture as this sort of marker of, of, of that that certain point in um, an economy where everything's like really hitting, you know? Yeah. Um, so in Asia, where I, you know, um, where a lot of my family is, everything is open so late and people are, people are, you know, you can get incredible food at any time of night, you know? When 2 a.m. hits in Los Angeles now, you're just out of luck, you know? So. No, so. we have Jack in the Box options. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yo, it's it's Jack in the Box and IHOP and Seven Eleven. Even IHOPs are going away for the twenty four yeah. hour. Oh my god, yeah. this is making me sad. Wait, go back to how things are still happening in Koreatown. <laughs> <laughs> so in Koreatown, yeah, people still stay up late. I mean, if you go on Google Maps and you set the filter to like two a.m. still open, it's all coffee shops in Koreatown, and the vibe is always like different. Like Koreatown coffee shops are like. I'm very confused by the vibes in a lot of them. Some t- some of them I understand, you know, is that everyone here is Korean and everyone is cooler than me. And, like, that's <laughs> that's the vibe, you know? But uh, other than, like, Cafe Mac is an old standby. And, like, that's sort of like a patio, but they have a lot of books there and stuff, too. And it's open till 2 a.m. and part of it is outdoors. And it's, like, kind of in an alley. It looks, like, vaguely European, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, sort of awesome coffee, which is, mm-hmm. like, like steampunk something like yeah. i don't know I, if someone knows let me know because i i don't know how to diagnose the vibes there <laughs> one of them was on western right i'm not sure uh this is, there, there, i feel like i've driven past western late night and there's always something happening there's tpo coffee there's about time mm. yeah about time it's a it's open till 2 a.m and that's one of the like the newer nicer ones that i've been going to and they actually have like fancy drinks and desserts at night you know, they had everything. They had like a corn latte, 
you know, oh, corn wow. latte, or like an injil me, like mo, uh, mochi kind of uh, uh, coffee drink, and and something called uh, an Einspanner or something like that, which is a drink uh, of some kind with coffee in it. <laughs> That's all I know. So mostly coffee, definitely vibes. No alcohol, probably. No alcohol. Some, no alcohol. Yeah, some the alcohol is separate from the coffee. I think. I think the coffee is there to help people sober up from the club. Oh, yeah. Are you? But are you doing club then coffee, or you're skipping club? I don't go to the club. Okay. (laughs) I I only I I go to the coffee. I like to. I'm kind of a night owl, and uh, you know, I think LA is the best at night because you can get from Venice to the San Diego Valley in like 35 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, like there's not traffic around and like when something is open, it just kind of makes it that much more magical, mm-hmm. you know? So it's this, you know, this lit spot in the, the darkened, you know, uh, of dark in the dark of post pandemic Los Angeles, you know? And so I've been going to those coffee shops and they're, they're packed at night, you know? And, and like, I'm just, I'm just wondering like what everyone's doing, you know? And, and like, <laughs> How this is happening, you know, because it makes me think about how Koreatown is like, in a lot of ways, people kind of talk about it as like a district of Korea, of South Korea. A lot of times the ethnic neighborhoods in L.A. kind of reflect the economic energy of the home country a lot. Mm-hmm. Like back in the 80s when Little Tokyo was was happening, you know, a lot of Japanese investment came to Little Tokyo. And that's when all the big hotels were built all there yeah. and, and like the big buildings and stuff. So right now Koreatown is popping because I think South Korea is popping. Right. That was a good, that was a good point there. I know. <laughs> I, I did something kind of basic, but not really. Um, but for, for my event, um, which is kind of closing pretty soon, I went to the Wiz at the Pantages Theater. First time at the Pantages, which, you know, I've lived here all my life. Um, I haven't done many of the touristy things that I tell my friends to do. But I, this time around, I was invited to go to the to catch the Wiz. And it's, it's happening until March 3rd. So, you know, you might not be able to make it this round. Okay, so I know what the Wiz is. But yeah. like for those who have no idea, what is the Wiz? Essentially, the Wiz is like this, I would say, modern age spin on The Wizard of Oz with an all-black cast. It has funk. It has soul. The music's so good. There's so much dancing. There's a lot of, like, choreography that I could never imagine on Broadway there was a little bit of like ballroom-esque dance you know like the balls of New York and and such there was a lot of queerness too it's like better Hamilton is what I'm getting I haven't seen Hamilton so I cannot say but you (laughs) might know so <laughs> it's it's really fun. You know, it's been around since 1974 and this is like the third installment they do with different ways and different characters. Um, Nichelle Lewis is Dorothy. Wayne Brady is the Wiz. Deborah Cox, a famous singer, is one of the witches. So it's, it's really just amazing to see um, this talent on stage. Also for me, it was like spending a night in Hollywood. Like my friend took me a little earlier. He's like, let's go get parking early. Um, we got coffee. Um, we went to Amoeba. We were there for like 30 minutes just looking at records, looking at merch. Um, we walked around a little bit in Hollywood and then went back early to get our seats. And it was cute. It was. It felt like this is how you should do Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Not the whole, you know, strip, but mm-hmm. make it a date, make it something cozy. And honestly, like the, the last few days, 
weeks and the last few months that I've been in, here in LA, um, I've been trying to tap into like my inner child and me seeing the wizard and the lion and all the characters that make you feel like fluffy inside make me kind of heal my little Brian and made me so happy to see it on, on stage. So that was pretty fun. So that is my kind of um, pitch to everyone is like try to experience Hollywood. Um, in a different way, um, maybe go to the Pantages, maybe go catch the Wiz. It's out of town on March 3rd, so you only have a few days. But try to make it a cozy experience so maybe next time you bring your family, your friends, or maybe your kids, and it'll be something memorable for them. Oh, that sounds so fun. I know. I'm trying to lean into my, you know, parent Brian mode here. You're so um, cultured. <laughs> <laughs> Antonia, um, you talked a little bit earlier about rain and yes. plotting. Pl yes, rain and plotting. Yeah. Um, so I am not a late night girly. I like go to bed at 10.30 a.m. to p.m. 10.30 p.m. Ooh, um, I girl, the afters. <laughs> Invite me and Frank. 10.30 a.m. would be nuts. Part of the reason I was so excited to move to L.A., I moved back to L.A. like a little over a year ago, and I was so excited to spend more time outside and um, have space to garden. And now is like the perfect time to start planning vegetable and fruit garden. If that's like something you're interested in, this is the right time. There's so much rain, so you put the seeds. These are my hot tips right now for gardening yes. this moment. One is that if you wanna grow vegetables, you can start growing them inside. So seeds are very cheap. You put them into like little, you could even have like an empty egg carton holder and put a little bit of dirt in there and then put the seeds and they'll grow next to a windowsill. The second tip I have is that the cheapest way to get plants and nice plants is to steal from your friends. Okay. But but <laughs> but to do it uh, telling them and like propagating. So I have a friend, Shara, shout out to Shara, who has a beautiful garden. And I went over with shears but literally you could use scissors mm. and um it's very easy to like just google online like how to propagate any plant and then you also now it's really easy on google to identify plants like it's never been easier to figure out like what it is that's growing and then you figure out like what part you need to cut off and you just like literally put that cut it, that thing you cut off into the ground like that's okay. all i did i just like took that plant that i cut and i put it in the ground and now i'm gonna have a plant what plant is it I lots of plants. I couldn't even get into it. But I, I, one nice thing that I got was a camellia bush from my mom. That sounds pretty. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that a flower? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I assume so. I'm Both like, of you looked pretty. at me like literally no idea what a camellia, camellia is. is. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I've heard of those. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, my last tip is that the easiest thing to do, I think, to make yourself feel better is to have a compost bin. Okay. And I think a lot of people are afraid of compost because it does bring like rats and nobody wants rats. So what I do to avoid that is I have a compost tumbler, okay. which means that it's like elevated. And the most important thing is like you collect your scraps of like food that you don't use throughout the week. And you have to do equal parts green to brown, which means like things that are green are things that like you just ate. So like like rinds of a lettuce or like a, a apple core and then you need 
either dried leaves or cardboard. And so if you're like me and you feel really guilty about all the Amazon shopping that you do, mm. one thing that makes me feel better is I take my Amazon cardboard boxes, I cut them up and I put them in my compost and I feel like the mother to all things and <laughs> that the earth as well. Yes, mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so now is like just like a really great time to be thinking about what to be growing because there's so much rain so you don't have to worry about watering stuff. Spring's around the corner. That's when plants really like take off. So this is the time to get into the backyard. And and tell me, we you shared a little bit of your story with me before sharing it here on the podcast about kind of like why you started doing gardening and how you have to do it yourself. It, it was it's a whole thing, right? You you own a house now and you're trying to settle in and now you're gardening gardening in your own house. Like why did you that happen? Sorry. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's very expensive. It's an expensive hobby and like obviously like and I still I had this house now for a year and I haven't touched the backyard because it was so scary to me. I was just like, I don't even know where to start. And then I start, I was like, okay, I'm going to go like little part by little part. So instead of trying to like tackle the whole thing, I just started weeding one section and then planting plants and then weeding the next section and planting plants. And it's been like a very meditative thing to weed. And it's just like been an easier way to tackle it. But I was feeling so overwhelmed because when I lived in New York, I had a rooftop garden, a little rooftop garden that was so cute. And it was so much more manageable. I just had like a couple of like uh, fabric pots, which also, by the way, if you don't have like a lot of outdoor space and you have like maybe a little balcony or like a little area in front of your doorstep, like the easiest thing to do is buy a felt bag. Those are really great grow bags. They're very cheap. They're economical. And I had like four of those on my rooftop. And I was like, this is the best. And so when I, we had a backyard, I got so excited. And then immediately I was like, what have I done? I don't know yeah, what to do with daunting. this space. Yeah. I feel like you're not, you need to invite me over and then Frank will bring the snacks. I'll be the labor. I'll use You'll be my labor. Hands. I actually do need help. Perfect. I'm Mexican. I love, Sign me up. I love the gardening parts of video games. Oh, <laughs> love that. That sounds meditative. Yeah, I, it does. Ever, ever since the green onion pandemic thing, do you guys grow green onions during the pandemic? No. Um, you're supposed to like put them in water. You could keep eating them. And then my whole house started spilling like onions. And then like the onion water became like foul. And then, oh, no. like, I just uh, I haven't gardened since then. So. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like you weren't doing it right, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't do things right. So I have to factor that in. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you during the Probably pandemic, there. you became a better chef and I became a gardener. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, moving to Venice is really what made me a better chef because there's zero Chinese food around. And I, I like, if I want to taste it, I literally have to make it myself. So I started making my own dumplings and stuff like that. Oh. I think I we got to go rotating. I'll take you guys to Hollywood. Yes. We'll go to gardening with you, and then you make some dumplings for us at your house in Venice. Of course. Oh my God, of that's course. That's a perfect day. Perfect. I love it. Oh my God, this was so fun. And thanks for being our first straight male. A guest. Oh, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know I was representing the straight male community. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. For, uh, I hope I did a, a good job. I think you did a great job. I think all the straight males should be so proud right now. Yeah. All right. I got you guys some pineapple cakes. By the way, I just got back from Taiwan. Oh my god, so. I'm so excited to yeah. that. So we have a studio rule: we can't eat in here. But Tony, Antonio, we're gonna chow down that stuff right now i'm really happy you told the people that we can't eat in here we can't you know hasmik will get in trouble hasmik our engineer hey all right thank you so much well thank yeah thank you so much for having me thanks to both of y'all hopefully everyone had fun listening and we're inspired to connect with la and its people in some way thanks again to my one focus antonio serejido and frank shang 
Drop us a line to hear what has inspired you from our social calendar at harole at scpr.org. Until next time, bye. This episode was produced by Megan Botel. Our other team members include Erica Washington, Evan Jacoby, Monica Bushman, and Victoria Alejandro. Social media support is provided by Christine Malixi. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.